Today is June 29th. Today, Isaiah gives strange names to his sons. What are they? Let's find out together as we read Isaiah 7 to 9. Reading through the book of Isaiah, we come to Isaiah chapters 7 to 9. Now, the strange thing about 7 to 9 is uh, the way Isaiah does his prophecy. In Isaiah 7, he is prophesying now during the reign of Ahaz. During that reign, Judah and uh, the king of Syria attack Israel, trying to take over uh, sections of the nation. Um, it's a serious issue. It is before the Assyrian invasion to uh, Judah, but uh, King Ahaz is worried that his nation won't survive. So he prays to the Lord, and Isaiah comes to tell him, it's okay, the Lord will deliver you. Now, when he tells uh, the king that the Lord will deliver him, he gives the name of his son. He says, um, my wife, uh, a, a young lady, will give birth and they'll call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel meaning God with us. Before this child is able to choose right from wrong, what you will find is that um, the two nations that you fear will have ceased to exist. Well, in chapter 8, Assyria is coming. And uh, of course, Ahaz is still concerned about uh, uh, the king of um, the king of Syria and the king of Judah. And now Isaiah tells him, let me give you the sign of my second son, Maher Shalal Hashbaz. Before my son, Maher Shalal Hashbaz, whose name means swift to plunder, quick to carry away. Before he's able to say mama in Hebrew, Abba, or mother or father, Abba or Ama, the nations that you fear will have ceased to exist. And sure enough, Assyria comes and sweeps away Syria and Israel. And suddenly, Judah has no other attacking army. In chapter 9, we're told that the Messiah will come and deliver Judah. Enjoy today as you read Isaiah chapter 7 to 9. Isaiah 7-9, through 9, New Living Translation, Isaiah 7. When Ahaz, son of Jotham, and grandson of Uzziah, was king of Judah, king Rezan of Syria, and Pekah, son of Ramaliah, the king of Israel, set out to attack Jerusalem. However, they were unable to carry out their plan. The news has come to the royal court of Judah. Syria has allied with Israel against us. So the hearts of the king and his people trembled with fear like trees shaking in a storm. Then the Lord said to Isaiah, 
Take your son, Sheir Shabub, and go out to meet King Ahaz. You will find him at the end of the aqueduct that feeds the water into the upper pool. Near the road leading to the field where cloth is washed, tell him to stop worrying. Tell him he doesn't need to fear those two burned-out embers. King Reason of Syria and Pekah, son of Ramaliah, yes, the kings of Syria and Israel are plotting against him, saying, We will attack Judah and capture it for ourselves. Then we will install the son of Tabiel as Judah's king. But this is what the Sovereign Lord says, This invasion will never happen. It will never take place, for Syria is no stronger than its capital, Damascus, and Damascus is no stronger than its king, Reason. As for Israel, within sixty-five years it will be crushed and completely destroyed. Israel is no stronger than its capital, Samaria, and Samaria is no stronger than its king, Pekah, son of Ramaliah. Unless your faith is firm, I cannot make you stand firm. Later the Lord sent this message to King Ahaz, Ask the Lord your God for a sign of confirmation, Ahaz. Make it as difficult as you want, as high as heaven or deep as the place of the dead. But the king refused. No, he said, I will not test the Lord like that. Then Isaiah said, Listen well, you royal family of David. Isn't it enough to exhaust human patience? Must you exhaust the patience of my God as well? All right, then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. By the time this child is old enough to choose what is right and reject what is wrong, he will be eating yogurt and honey. For before the child is that old, the land of the two kings you fear so much will be deserted. Then the Lord will bring things on you, your nation, and your family unlike anything since Israel broke away from Judah. He will bring the king of Assyria upon you. In that day the Lord will whistle for the army of southern Egypt and for the army of Assyria. They will swarm around you like flies and bees. They will come in vast hordes and settle in the fertile areas and also in the desolate valleys, caves, and thorny places." In that day the Lord will hire a razor from beyond the Euphrates River, the king of Assyria, and use it to shave off everything, your land, your crops, and your people. In that day a farmer will be fortunate to have a cow and two sheep or goats left. Nevertheless, there will be enough milk for everyone because so few people will be left in the land. They will eat their fill of yogurt and honey. In that day the lush vineyards, now worth a thousand pieces of silver, will become patches of briars and thorns. The entire land will become a vast expanse of briars and thorns. A hunting ground will be overrun by wildlife. No one will go to the fertile hillsides where the gardens once grew, for barriers of thorns will cover them. Cattle, sheep, and goats will graze there. Isaiah 8 Then the Lord said to me, Make a large signboard and clearly write this name on it. Mother Shalahashbash. I asked Uriah the priest and Zechariah son of Jeberachiah, both known as honest men, to witness my doing this. Then I slept with my wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And the Lord said, Call him Mother Shalahashbash. For before this child is old enough to say Papa or Mama, the king of Assyria will carry away both the abundance of Damascus and the riches of Samaria. Then the Lord spoke to me again and said, 
My care for the people of Judah is like the gently flowing waters of Shiloh, but they have rejected it. They are rejoicing over what will happen to King Razan and King Pekah. Therefore the Lord will overwhelm them with a mighty flood from the Euphrates River, the king of Assyria in all his glory. This flood will overflow all its channels and sweep into Judah until it is chin deep. It will spread its wings, submerging your land from one end to the other, O Emmanuel. Huddle together, you nations, and be terrified. Listen, all you distant lands. Prepare for battle, but you will be crushed. Yes, prepare for battle, but you will be crushed. Call the councils of war, but they will be worthless. Develop your strategies, but they will not succeed, for God is with us. The Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone else does. He said, Don't call everything a conspiracy like they do, and don't live in dread of what frightens them. Make the Lord of heaven's army holy in your life. He is the one you should fear. He is the one who should make you tremble. He will keep you safe. But Israel and Judah, he will be the stone that makes people stumble, a rock that makes them fall. For the people of Jerusalem, he will be a trap and a snare. Many will stumble and fall, never to rise again, and they will be snared and captured. Preserve the teaching of God, entrust his instructions to those who follow me. I will wait for the Lord, who has turned away from the descendants of Jacob. I will put my hope in him. I and the children the Lord has given me serve as a sign and warnings to Israel from the Lord of heaven's armies, who dwells in the temple on Mount Zion. Someone may say to you, Let's ask the mediums and those who consult the spirits of the dead. With their whisperings and their mutterings, they will tell us what to do. But shouldn't people ask God for guidance? Should the living seek guidance from the dead? Look to God's instructions and teachings. People who contradict His word are completely in the dark. They will go from one place to another, weary and hungry, and because they are hungry, they will rage and curse their king and their God. They will look up to heaven and down at the earth, but wherever they look, there will be trouble and anguish and dark despair. They will be thrown out into the darkness. Isaiah 9 Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future where Galilee of the Gentiles, which lies along the road between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you, as people rejoice at the harvest, and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery, and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warriors, and the uniforms blood-stained by war, will be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. 
the passionate commandment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. The Lord has spoken out against Jacob. His judgment has fallen upon Israel. The people of Israel and Samaria, who spoke with such pride and arrogance, will soon know it. They said, We will replace the broken bricks of our ruins and finished stones, and replant the felled sycamore trees with cedars. But the Lord will bring reason's enemy against Israel and stir up all their foes. The Syrians from the east and the Philistines from the west will bear their fangs and devour Israel. But even then, the Lord's anger will not be satisfied. His fist is still poised to strike. For after all this punishment, the people will still not repent. They will not seek the Lord of heaven's armies. Therefore, in a single day, the Lord will destroy both the head and the tail, the noble palm branch and the lowly reed. The leaders of Israel are the head, and the lying prophets are the tail, for the leaders of the people have misled them. They have led them down the path of destruction. That is why the Lord takes no pleasure in the young men and shows no mercy even to the widows and orphans, for they are all wicked hypocrites, and they all speak foolishness. But even then, the Lord's anger will not be satisfied. His fist is still poised to strike. This wickedness is like a brush fire. It burns not only briars and thorns, but also sets the forest ablaze. Its burning sends up clouds of smoke. The land will be blackened by the fury of the Lord of Heaven's armies. The people will be fuel for the fire, and no one will spare even his own brother. They will attack their neighbor on the right but will still be hungry. They will devour their neighbor on the left, but will not be satisfied. In the end, they will even eat their own children. Manasseh will feed on Ephraim. Ephraim will feed on Manasseh. And both will devour Judah. But even then, the Lord's anger will not be satisfied. His fist will still be poised. Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see that the Messiah is coming.